Good morning, people of God. Oh, and I know y'all are like, is it morning and does it feel like 17 below out right now? Yes, it does. But let me tell you, I also looked at my mom and dad's temperatures this morning and they're like 32 below. So 17 below is not so bad, right? Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective. Ah, special welcome to those of you who are visiting with us this morning. For those of you joining us online as well, my name is Pastor Dave Parker, and uh, we are blessed that we get to have a warm and comfortable, nice chairs, right space that we can worship our God in today. Amen? Amen. Amen. And hopefully those of you at home uh, are also very warm and comfy and cozy right now. I, uh, I spent my weekend carrying buckets of water up from a, uh, a friend's sump pump that had failed because they were one of the 100 and some thousand people without power. And I added it up, and I think I carried about 245 gallons of water from their basement up to the, either on the outside or the front sink. So if you see me just like weeping softly in, this, in the background, it's my shoulders. It's just... <laughs> All right, uh, for those of you joining us online, as is our practice, we will be having Holy Communion in our service, so we invite you to find some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession. A couple announcements for today. It's something I failed to mention last week. Uh, these little yellow slips, you get these along with your announcements as you come into worship. We invite you to fill them out even if you've been a member here for 20 years. Uh, this is kind of, I mean, you can just put your name on there instead of all the information. Uh, we just put all the information if any of that changes, especially your email address for any of you wishing to receive our weekly uh, announcements. So make sure, make sure that we have that uh, if you want us to be sending those to you each week. Uh, also, there are extra offering envelopes in the back here and uh, name tags. If you're a member here and you have these in your P.O. boxes, I invite you to use them. As, uh, as members of faith have come to join with us, it'd be good for all of us to know each other's names. So uh, if you have them, wear them. If you don't, we have little stick-on ones. Nancy's got some in the back. Today, after the 11 o'clock service, we invite you to stick around and help assemble blessing bags that we are uh, creating and, and putting together for homeless. Uh, the idea is we have about 150 bags that we're going to fill, and uh, we're going to have a blessing over them next week, and then we invite you to take one and put one in a car, uh, in your back seat or something like that, stored away. And as you come across someone who's on a street corner or with a sign or walking around that you can tell just doesn't have, uh, give them that bag. In that bag is going to be a mylar blanket, a fleece blanket, hat, gloves, socks, snacks, hand warmers, a devotional, a list of resources that they can call for help, and also a note of encouragement from our King of Kings youth group. So all of that uh, in each of these bags. So we're putting those together after our 11 o'clock service. So, you know, you morning folk, if you want to come back around 1145, uh, we're going to be moving back to the fellowship hall and putting those together so that we can, you know, be a blessing for those who are in greatest need this winter. Uh, our youth group, appropriately named Chaos, will be taking orders for sub sandwiches for the Super Bowl over the next four Sundays. There'll be a table in our entryway where we'll have a couple of youth, uh, and you can place orders for sandwiches, whether you're having a party or you're going to a party or it's just going to be you. You can order some sub sandwiches, and uh, you'll be able to order them over the next couple of weeks and then pick them up on your way out of worship on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I think, is that February 11th? Thank you. Appreciate that. 
but that's a great way. The uh, proceeds are going to be split between helping fund our youth fund and also uh, a donation to Living Waters Camping Ministry, which a lot of our kids are, are jumping in and being a part of now as well. So it's, all, it's a win-win. You get wonderful subs. They get support for them to do fun activities and go to camp. So. And the Lions are going to be in the Super Bowl. Is that what I am? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's just get through tonight. All right? I have yet to ever pray for a sports team during worship, and I'm so close this morning. So close. Everyone thought the uh, road to the Super Bowl would go along with Matthew Stafford. Now it goes through him. So, uh, um, yes, we will... Hopefully, you know, handle that tonight. Well, with all that said, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. For those of you joining us online, type a little hello and let us know you're with us. Let us pray. Thanks be to you, Lord Jesus Christ, most merciful Redeemer, for the countless blessings and benefits you give. May we know you more clearly, love you more dearly, and follow you more nearly, day by day, praising you with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Apologies for the uh, little whiplash with the camera right there. Our cameras just uh, went berserk all of a sudden, and thankfully we have some amazing tech crew guys that are figuring it all out, but the joys of technology always come back, right? Well, our gospel reading for today comes to us from the book of John this time, starting in the first chapter. Last week we had the baptism of Jesus. Now we start to experience some of his beginnings where he's assembling his uh, disciples together, his team. And we get this amazing story from the book of uh, John chapter 1, starting in verse 43. I invite you to follow along on the screen. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Come on, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Hey, when did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip even called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the word of of God. Thanks be to God. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
So as I've shared many times before, especially in our Bible studies, one of the most important things we can do when we're reading the Word of God is to pay attention to the words, not just uh, what's being said or sometimes kind of in between the, the sentences, but to look at the words themselves, especially words that repeat Because usually a word that is said over and over again is important to a story. Take this morning's Bible reading, for example, from the first chapter of John. Did you notice a particular word that was popping up a few times? Let me just read the first couple of verses for you again. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Did you catch the word? I even emphasized it a little bit, right? There's a lot of finding going on here. That word found pops up a lot. Jesus finds Philip. Philip finds Nathanael. Philip then tells Nathanael, We have found the one we've been looking for. And even though the word isn't used here, Nathaniel finds that Jesus knows a lot more about him than he imagined. All this finding got me thinking, got the wheels flowing this week, that one of the best feelings in the world is when we are found. Isn't that a great feeling? Amen? Unless, of course, you're trying to hide, right? But it's... it's I don't know, there's something about it. When you know that you have been found, it is such a relief. I remember countless stories throughout my life about being found and how wonderful that felt. I remember having fun playing hide-and-go-seek, even as an adult with uh, lock-ins and things like that. I love those moments when you find a spot so good that they don't find you, but at the same time, when you pop out, when they say, okay, you know, all's done, come on out, and you pop out, it feels good to be found, and then to rub it in that they didn't find you, right? But it feels good to be found. I remember back in the day, and uh, you young whippersnappers won't understand this, but there was a day when we didn't have a little like uh, a cell phone to show us directions, Right when we actually had to pull out a paper map, and I remember a number of times driving, <coughs> excuse me, hoping I would come across a street or a city or a town that I recognized, so that I knew where I was. And when those moments happened, where I could find something on a map, oh my gosh, I'm right here! Holy cow, I took the wrong turn. It felt good to be found. I remember getting lost. Hiking up in the Porcupine Mountains, my uh, my wife and I, this was before our kids, thought it would be a really fun time to go up into the Porkies and uh, go hiking with some friends of ours from Minnesota, don't you know? And we get up there, it was early spring before the trailblazers had gone through and really marked all the trails. So we're going along because well, the first couple of markers were up. And we kept going and talking and having a great time until we realized there was no more trail. There were enough trees that had been knocked down across all the paths, and and there really wasn't a trail that we could see. We couldn't even find the markers, because sure enough, some of those trail markers were knocked over during the winter as well. And we were lost. 
Thankfully, we had the lake on one side of us, so we knew kind of where we were, but we had no idea how to get to the, to the cabin that we were going for until we kind of searched out and we made sure we could still see each other, and we found a trail marker to get back the way we came. But man, it was scary to be lost in the woods, but boy, it sure felt good to be found. And in a different way, I also remember quite a few times, even quite recently, feeling emotionally or spiritually lost, battling a sense of being overwhelmed or, or mental fatigue. Have you, have you felt that lately? And whether through a book or through a friend or my therapist or my amazing wife, receiving the help I so desperately was needing to help me feel like I was found again. Yeah, there are very few things that feel better than being found when you are feeling lost. Except perhaps maybe when you're the one who finds someone who is lost. That's a pretty good feeling too, even if they didn't know they were lost in the first place. Give you another example. I still remember this very vividly. Uh, When we only had our firstborn son, Owen, he was about three years old. And uh, I took him to Target. I can't tell you what we were shopping for that day. This was ten years ago. But... I remember as we were going into the children's clothing department or the the area target, we were holding hands until we weren't. And just for a moment, when I looked down to retrieve his hand, he was gone. And I did a quick 360 to scan the surrounding area, peeking between the various people to see where he might have gone, and he was nowhere to be found. I then began uh, a little more quickly to widen my search, right? Check the electric, uh, electronics department? No. Check the toy department? Of course he would go there? No. And of course, I was a first-time dad, right? And I think by number four, I just kind of go, oh, he'll show up somewhere, and I just keep going, right? <laughs> but this was our, our first son, and it's like, oh my God. Because then all the stories of, of those you know, kids that are taken from stores or whatnot are going through my mind. And just before I'm running to the very front to lock down the entire building, I have a moment of, of, of you know, wisdom or insight, maybe the Holy Spirit, and I hit the deck. I fall on my knees and I just look around, and lo and behold, I see a little pair of feet tucked away in one of those center racks in a pile of sweaters. And lo and behold, there he was, having a great old time. And I ran to him and I scooped him up into my arms and I remember feeling very emotional. That feeling of finding someone who had been lost was about the best feeling I can ever remember having. The feeling of relief, of of love, of wholeness. I share all these stories because I can't help but feel like there's still a lot of lostness going on in our world, in our personal lives, in our, in our society, in our country, across the globe. And there's a good reason for that, because there's just a lot going on that's causing us to lose our way. There's rampant injustice, intense political divisions as we gear up for another election in 2024 that will be every bit as nasty as the last one. There's a readiness to resort to violence as a possible solution. There's a disregard, not just for facts, but for a provable reality. 
We no longer search for truth. We just want to go by what we want to be right and heck with anyone else who tells us that we could possibly be wrong. I've spoken with countless people dealing with the loss of loved ones, a mom or a dad, a a son or a daughter, or a family pet. Or losing family relationships because of a, a huge argument. All this, let alone the the depression and the isolation that we struggle with from time to time. There is just so much lostness. And truthfully, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because we think we're supposed to be feeling different. But then I hear our Bible reading for today. How Jesus finds Philip, and Philip finds Nathaniel... And then Philip tells Nathaniel that they have found the one. And then Jesus tells Nathaniel, oh, I know all about you. I found you before you even knew that you were lost. And I'm reminded that we have a God who has a heart for the lost. Who suggests leaving the 99 sheep to look for the one that's alone. A God who wants to throw a party over finding a lost coin or a sinner that has come back home. A God who has a heart for the irresponsible, self-absorbed, reckless younger sibling, as well as for the rule-following older ones alike. I'm reminded that we have a God who has a loving heart for all the people that I get mad at, all the people who get mad at me, and even for each of us as we're the ones who are lost, whether we know it or not. I, for one, am so very grateful that one of the promises tucked into our Bible reading for today is that Jesus seeks us out. All of us. Whether we know that we are lost or not, whether we think we're even looking for God or not. God seeks the lost, continually looking, searching, finding, and then ultimately always inviting. Just as Jesus did with his first disciples He says, there you are, I have found you, now come and see what I'm all about. And so dear ones, may you hear this story today as your own. As lost as you may feel or or maybe have felt in your life, know that today and every day you are being found by the God who loves you who will never give up on you, the one who sheds his glory to become one of us, who journeys even to the cross just to show us how far he will go to seek you out, to prove to us that not even death is going to separate us ever again from the love of God. All that in this story. And so much more. I feel like this is one of those stories that I could have had about a dozen different sermons on, whether it's the come and see, whether it's the lost and found, whether it's just who Jesus is and how he works. But today Jesus says to you, just as he said to Philip and Nathaniel all those years ago, I see you. And you think you found me, but I have found you. Now come and see what I have in store for you. For when you follow me, you will see the heavens opened up. I love that part of the story. He thinks, you think it's a big deal that I saw you, that I knew you under the fig tree before we were introduced? You think that's a big deal? Boy, are you in for it. Today it feels good knowing 
that as lost as we can feel sometimes, our God finds us. That feels good, amen? And today Jesus says, oh, if you think that's good, come and see. Come, be with me, and you will see heaven opened up and angels in your midst. Come and be with me, and you will experience the fullness of life. Come and see how good God is. So today, dear ones, may you feel found. May you go and help others who feel lost also understand that God helps find them too. And may we, I don't know, just be excited about all that God has in store for us. The heavens will be opened up in your midst. Come and see indeed. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we cannot thank you enough for the gift of today, that despite how cold it is, that you have a word for us, that in the midst of uh, our isolation, in those moments when we feel alone, when we feel tucked away, or we are depressed, or just struggling in life, Lord, knowing that each and every moment of our existence, you find us. And so we, may we carry that, that feeling and that knowledge that being found, we are never alone, knowing that you care and love for us so deeply that we can adventure into this world knowing that you are with us. May we dare to risk our lives for you and for one another as the gift of life is through us and in us. Open our eyes and our hearts today to know that we are found. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. In response to the generosity and promises of God, we now receive our offering, as well as uh, having our praise band sing their offering as well. Well, this is a new song for us. In fact, it's about five days old. So you'll be hearing it for the first time here ever. How about that? Eh? Amen. Five days old. You guys. <laughs> That's just awesome. I invite you to stand as you are able. As we celebrate Christ embodied in human form, we now pray for God's blessing of the church, on the world, and for all of creation. As we pray, I invite you every time that I say, Merciful God, you respond with, Receive our prayer. Let us pray. Encourage the ministry and mission of the church, God of truth. Lead the leaders of your church to be trustworthy and accountable stewards, that all its resources and outreach bring hope and healing to communities. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Delight in goodness of your creation, God of fig trees and fertile soil. Heal areas of the world harmed by human greed. Restore those recovering from natural disaster and from storms. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Call the leaders of every neighborhood and nation to serve faithfully, God of wisdom. Give them visions of justice and unity. Lead them to action that promotes equitable partnerships and up uplifts those who are most vulnerable. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Hold in your care any who suffer and struggle, God of compassion. You who know our inner hearts, 
Be present with any who are oppressed, any dealing with difficulties, especially those that we name now, either silently or out loud. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Give our family of faith here at King of Kings anticipation and excitement, so inspired and empowered to do your work in the world, God of unity. Make us faithful as we build communities of of inclusion and mutual care. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words, through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on our week and to confess those times when we have failed to live as God calls and invites us to live. And so I invite you to use these words along with me on the screen. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you of all of your sin. And so... As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people say, Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion kits or if, you, if you're communing from your seat or for those of you at home, uh, take out your bread and wine or juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. At this time, I invite the deacons to come forward. Soon the ushers will come down the aisles and invite you to come forward as well. Uh, You'll be coming to the first person who will share with you the body of Christ. And then you'll move to the next person who will share with you the blood of Christ, the wine or juice. The outside red is wine. The inside yellow is juice. We invite you to consume both of those. And then as you're returning to your seats or on the outside, there are baskets that you can put your little plastic cup in. Uh, uh, 
We also have gluten-free wafers if you prefer or need one of those. Just let your deacon know and I'll come running. And if there's any children who want to come forward to receive a blessing, who haven't uh, received their first communion instruction, please come on down. We'd love to give blessings as well. Now for those of you either communing from your seats or communing at home, the body and blood of Christ given and shed for you. For the rest of us, come, for all is ready. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. I almost lost it there. I was uh, right in the middle of my blessing going, you know, may the sun shine warm upon your face, especially today because it's so darn cold out. I almost did that. Maybe in about three months. I know, right? (laughs) That's where my mind goes. Yeah, all right. Just let you a little, you know, foretaste of what's going on in my brain while we're in leading worship. All right. With that, I invite you to stand as you are able as we sing our sending song. Amen. With that, don't forget your sub-orders on your way out for Super Bowl Sunday. And... Go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.